Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blessings and peace, everyone. Peace and blessings. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Peaceful Moment. I have been seeing a reoccurring theme in my life the past few months. I've been seeing people whose lives have been affected by toxic people in their lives. Now, I understand that in the beginning of any relationship, whether it be platonic or be romantic or be nuclear relationship, you don't know the outcome of that situation. You don't know how that situation is going to pan out. But there are some red flags you should avoid. Now, this episode is not talking about the red flags. This is the episode that's going to tell you if you need to cut that hole off or not. And if you feel like you should cut that hole off, I think you should do it on the game. So let's get into it. Number one, if there's somebody in your life, they make you doubt yourself or they make you question and rethink yourself, you need to cut them off. Cut them clean off. Cut them clean off with a razor blade, with scissors, with a scalpel. Cut them clean the hell off. And the reason why I say that, there's a difference between somebody who's challenging you to think greater of yourself, challenging you with new ideas and more creative ways of thinking. There's a difference between that type of questioning yourself and making you making you feel like you're crazy. That's the great. That's the thing. That's the key. When somebody's being toxic to you, they try to control your thoughts. They try to change the way they try to manipulate you in a way their negative things that they do gets put back on you. You question yourself. You say to yourself, should I have done that? What could I have done better? What? Why? What's wrong? Why? Why couldn't I just say something nicer at this point in time? And that's how victims feel. You know, that's what that's what victims do. Because they don't know that they're not the problem, because the person with all the power is telling them they're the wrong. So they believe it. And that's not a character flaw. You're just the victim. Number two. Stay away from codependent relationships. If you're in a codependent relationship, cut that off. Once a relationship becomes codependent, there is no way to separate you two. And what I mean by codependency is when two people need each other, but they're both toxic for each other. The great example of a uh, codependent relationship would be like if you have a friend who makes bad life choices a lot. They make a lot of bad financial choices in their lives, right? This person spends money partying, clubbing, and they just don't give a damn about what bill is due in the morning. They just want to get lit, 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 lit. 
And you, being their good friend, you've known them for a really long time, you're always going to be there for their rescue. You're always going to be there to save the day because that's in your character. Your character, the, the, the inner person inside of you tells you you have to save the day because you love them and you've been through so much together and you don't want to see them fail. But there's a difference between saving the day and being an enabler. And I hope somebody heard that just now. There's a difference between saving the day and being an enabler. The lines are very thin between the two. I need you to understand this. The lines are very similar. The only thing is, is intention. Mm, I hope somebody heard that. Only thing is different is intention. So in that situation, you want to save the day. You want to help somebody. You want to you want to, you just, your heart won't let you be selfish. Your heart won't let you say no because you love that person. And usually what happens in this situation is that this person asks you for money. And because your heart is so tender and your heart is so humble, you always say yes. You have to say yes because that's what you've been taught. That's what this relationship has taught you to say yes and don't question anything. And usually the way it works out if you say no, it's always a backlash. Why would you say no to me? If you ever feel like you can't say no to somebody, they shouldn't be in your life. The people who love you and care about you, a no won't change anything. Saying no won't hurt them. Saying no won't make them view you differently. A person that doesn't love you and a person that's using you, when they hear no, they know that this isn't it for me. So in a codependent relationship, one person doesn't grow and the other person gets burned out because you're using so much, so much of your resources, your time and your energy trying to help this person. And the person, on the other hand, they don't use any energy. They don't use any of their resources because they feel complacent with you because they know if anything happens, you're going to help. You're going to be to my rescue. So I don't have to try. I don't have to do anything because I know you have it for me. Codependent relationships are serious and they're, they're the most toxic form of relationships because one person gets drained, the other person doesn't grow. Codependency is a killer. If you're in a codependent relationship right now, you need to step back, evaluate yourself and talk to that person and say, hey, I don't know how this is going to work out, but we need to change some things. If if you're too close together to just cut them off completely, try to change, change up your roles, switch up your roles. See if they can have more responsibility in your relationship. See if they can carry some of the burdens. You're a person. You're not built to carry every burden. You're not built to be the end all be all for anybody. Hell, most of us can't even take care of ourselves. Some days I can't even get out of the bed, you know, and I'm just I'm just one person, let alone me having to be stressed and working hard and living for two people. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? But that's what I need y'all to understand that. Number three, be cautious of narcissists. Come on, SAT word. Be cautious of narcissism. And I'm going to give you guys the, um, the DSM-5 symptoms and characteristics of narcissism. So here we go. 
The DSM-5 states, the DSM-5 is like the psychology ultra book. Everything psychology is in uh, the American DSM-5. So, symptoms include an excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings, an inability to handle any criticism, and a sense of entitlement. Now, a person that are displaying these these traits may not be a narcissist, but this person is a person who needs therapy. And that, like, usually narcissists are people who are broken inside and they twist and they tweak the image of themselves to make themselves feel better about themselves. Um, And they really, really can't accept the fact that what they believe to be true, that they, the, the lie that they've created in their head of them being grandiose isn't true. You know, they can't, they can't accept that because if you spend so much of your life trying to make yourself this thing, and then all of a sudden you have to tell yourself that this is not true, the person that I am is not true, well, you anybody would go insane. But if you think about it, we do that on a daily basis. Regular, regular-minded people do that on a daily basis. We, we're constantly being reminded that we're just people. We're constantly being reminded that we don't have all the power in the world and that we're not that smart and we're not that strong because we're just regular people. We are constantly being reminded. We're constantly being humbled. Life is constantly humbling us. The thing with a narcissist is they don't want to be humbled. They can't be humbled because if they're humbled, they feel as if it's going to take them down a rabbit hole, which isn't the truth, which isn't true. They're not going to go down a rabbit hole, but they don't see it like that. So make sure if you have somebody in your life that are showing you these characteristics, back up, step out. There's not many, you really can't deal with a narcissist in a very combative way because any anything that you throw at them, they're going to push back at you. So you try to say, oh, you're controlling, you're manipulative, you do this, you do that. Then I'm like... They're going to find some way, some form to turn it back on you. You did this to me. You made me this way. I'm not manipulative. You are. Why would you say that about me? What kind of person are you? They're going to say things like that to make you think that you're the problem. And oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Another thing I want to talk about is manipulation tactics. I want you guys to evaluate all of your relationships and see if these tactics come up. Are you ready? Say yo when you're ready. Okay, I heard you. Cool. Number one, they turn your words to benefit them. They use what you say to benefit them, to make you feel powerless, to take your confidence away. Whatever you say, they're going to turn it to their benefit. That's a little tough one. I can't give you a specific example on that one, but child, oh my goodness. Um, the manipulator will say something and then later deny it. If there's a person in your life that you feel like you need to record them when they speak, if you feel like, oh my goodness, every time he always 
he's always lying. He's always saying this. And then when I ask him about it, he says the opposite. If there's somebody in your life that does that, if you feel like you got to get a recorder, record them and play it back for them later on that day, you need to be done with them. You need to be done with them because that is like grade A manipulation. That's a form of gaslighting. When you manipulate somebody's sense of reality, when you manipulate somebody, what they think to be true, that's gaslighting. And you need to back up. Get out of there quick. They guilt trip you. They make you feel bad for the small things that you do. You do something like you forget to take the dog out or you're going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it. You gonna, It's going to be three days of this, 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 this. You need to take a dog out or you don't care about a dog. It's like this. You got. It's going to be a whole thing. And if you're listening and you deal with somebody that guilt trip you for small things, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even need to give an example. If you do something small, they're going to draw it out. They're going to draw it out. They're going to have it. You may have done it last year, but they still going to talk about it today. And that is a perfect way to keep somebody with you and powerless because you still feel bad for something that you did so long ago when you when they should have forgiven you. So long ago this happened and you're still talking about this. So you feel bad about leaving because you hurt them. You feel like you made a mistake and you want to stay with them and you want to make it better, but you can't make it better. There's nothing you can do to make it better. Now, I need you to understand that because this person is crazy as the hell and you can't do nothing to change them. Number four, they try to diminish your problems or difficulties. If there's somebody in your life and they always say you're overreacting. If they say you do too much, you're doing the most, it doesn't take all that. You're too sensitive. Again, that's gaslighting. They are gaslighting you. Back up out of that situation. Don't let anybody try to invalidate how you feel. If you reacted in a nut back crazy way, take that as valid. I acted insane because you drove me there. You pushed me to do this. Don't let them say you're overreacting. If you're pissed off because he cheated on you again, he's saying you're overreacting, wasn't that big of a deal, she didn't mean anything to me, you're being gaslighted. If she says to you, oh my God, I can't stand you. You're always overreacting. I can't believe you did this in front of my family. You're being gaslighted. You need to back up. Back up. And when somebody, that is the like, I think that's the most, that is the most evil form of manipulation. Gaslighting. When you try to manipulate somebody's reality, you try to change their, you try to, you create their reality into a narrative. Oh, wow. Could not imagine. Ooh. They use tactics that suck the energy from a room. Ooh, I'm guilty of this. I do this. When I'm upset, I will literally suck the energy from a room. I will like strip the paint off the walls. I won't speak to nobody. I won't talk to anybody. I won't anything because I want you to feel bad. I want you to feel exactly what you made me feel. Now that I know that's toxic as hell, I don't do that no more. I try to talk about my emotions. I say, hey, what you really did, it really bothered me. And like, I don't, I just want to tell you that if you do that again, there's going to be, there's going to be consequences. 
I don't just sit in silence anymore and try to like steal everybody's energy from the room or I try to like take everybody's energy away from you and put it towards me and like have you on the back burner. I don't do that anymore. See, I'm growing, y'all. Everybody a little toxic. And lastly, 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 a person that seeks out the sensitive, insecure, or overly trusting. The sensitive. Manipulative people always try to find a sensitive person because if they push that person, then they know their overreaction is going to validate them. I'll probably butcher that. The way it works, let's say I'm in a group of people. If there's anybody that I'm going to go after, I'm going to go after the sensitive person. Because if they overreact, that doesn't make me look bad. Everybody knows that you're going to go crazy, that you're going to just show, you're going to blow up on no matter what. So everybody's going to be like, they're the problem. They're the issue. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they choose the sensitive people. They also choose the insecure. The most easiest people to control are people who don't have confidence in themselves. Because if you won't listen to yourself, you might as well listen to me. Because obviously you're not that smart. And your hair's uneven. You look dusty. So you might as well be my victim. And lastly, the overly trusting, that's self-explanatory. If you trust anybody, you might as well trust me. And that's not a game. I just gave you guys like a little quick rundown of manipulation tactics and what you should look out for when you're dealing with manip- manipulative, ooh, manipulative, ooh, manipulative people. Keep your eyes open. Don't let nobody invalidate you. Just know that your feelings, your emotions are always, always valid, no matter what. What you feel is true. What you see is true. Now, don't be inside your room and don't be inside your room overthinking this shit. Don't do that. Don't be inside your room trying to like contemplate what if, what if, what if, what if. Don't do that. Because now you being toxic. Take your time. Breathe. Relax. Think. And make your decisions. Like always, peace and blessings. <laughs>